Welcome to episode 173, no, 174, right? Yeah. Yeah. 174 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by Peter and Jake. And we're coming at you with the uncomfortably crispy edition of the Saturn Studs. (laughs) Just think of some things that are uncomfortably crispy. I, I can think of things that, like... I don't want to be the crispy when they at are. at the bottom of your walk after you make a stir fry. Oh, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Sometimes, sometimes chicken that shouldn't be crispy, you don't expect it, and then it's there, and it's like unexpected, unexpected crispy. <laughs> I didn't expect my grilled chicken to be crispy. Yeah. Um, oh God, has anyone ever had to deal with sorry tomato um, residue in the bottom of their tomato soup pan when they're done cooking it? I've had to peel it off a few times. It's like the it's like the pudding skin, except it's on the bottom instead of the top. Oh, okay. It's a vile it's experience. Like a, it's like a pudding skin, like but yeah, oh yeah on the bottom. Okay. Like a film of just t- tomato residue. Yeah, that's that's mm. the good bits. <laughs> it's the best part. That's the best bits. Uh, we're coming at you live, as always, from you know somewhere between Boston and Washington in a mega city with mega highways, with mega mega everything, and mega apartment. <laughs> yeah, they just added, they just tacked mega as a prefix onto literally everything. If that's Carl the, Urban if that's so the worst thing in the future that we have to look forward to, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Just mega everything. <laughs> uh, of course, this week we're talking about Dread 2012, uh, marketed impartial as. Uh, Dread 3D. Usually they save that one for the third movie in a series. No, they just oh, did the Oh, that Dread explains 3D. a lot. Yeah, um, I could see where the 3D effects would have been. Uh, this, We'll talk more about it when we get to the appropriate point in time, but this was a, a definite product of its era in terms of cinematography. Yeah, definitely. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so we, we talked, we, we mentioned that perhaps we'd do that uh, last week when we were talking about the boys, uh, and so here we are. Actually, no, this is 173. <laughs> My mind keeps going, but um, uh, we were talking about the boys, and we said we might do this, and then it got to be Thursday, and I had been so busy being a mad scientist cleaning up our YouTube channel and and perfecting our stream that I had forgotten completely that we have to talk about something on the show. <laughs> and so we, we decided to go with Dread and continuing on our, our Carl Urban kick. Um, and it was a movie for sure. Yeah, Carl Urban's jaw was so recognizable. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's so covered up. I'm like, yeah, I can see that's Carl Urban. Get the one yeah. shot of the back of his head. Like they, like they could have been like, on. it's fucking Tom Cruise, and then nobody would have been the wiser. Yeah. <laughs> well, this Deadpool 2. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, uh, I guess it could. Damn it. What if we were all bamboozled? I'm pretty sure it was Carl Urban. In Deadpool? You, in Deadpool? 
<laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was Brad Pitt. I Who would Carl Urban it. be if he was in Deadpool? Um, I don't know. He's pretty versatile. He can put him as a lot of people. I'd put him as a, a villain, whatever it would be. I want to see big fucking Coke bottle glasses on him. I want to see him as, uh, what was it, Steve from Hydra? <laughs> yes, Steve from Hydra. I want to see Carl Urban as that. Oh, no, Bob from Hydra. I'm Bob sorry. from Hydra. That was a great arc in Cable and Deadpool. I loved the Bob from Hydra. Uh, and I liked in the original Deadpool run, speaking of Tom Cruise, there's a there's an arc um, where Loki curses Deadpool and his face is he looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's fantastic. That was one of my favorite lines. A lot of people don't like the Christopher Priest uh, Deadpool comics, but I thought they were hilarious. So people be wrong. Uh, speaking of people being wrong, sometimes they make incorrect assumptions about the quality of movies based on their trailers, but fear not, we aren't bad at it so we have a segment called tray watch where we do just that that was a reach i know i I started one way realized it wasn't gonna go that way and then did a immediate hairpin left turn into something but you know what but i stuck the landing that's the important part it got us that reach was almost as long as disney's reach because they released their they had their celebration today or their d23 they're calling it I think yeah, some of that, and um, it's their giant fucking huge press conference deal. Like they have their own convention now. That's how big they are, and a bagillion movies came out of that. Uh, and we'll talk about some of them right now. Yeah, let's let's kick off with uh, another fucking live action. Okay, remake. One thing, it is live action at least. Yes, Except for, that, like, some of the emotions of the dogs. But, yeah. There are actual people and actual dogs in this movie. I just, so yeah. it's a step up from Lion King in that regard. Yes, yeah. But we got Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, remember that movie? That's everybody's favorite. <clears throat> don't. I really don't. Everyone knows the scene. There's the scene that everyone yeah, I've knows. Seen the but it was before scene. my time. It was before all of our times by a wide margin. This movie came out in 1955. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was in the 80s. I did. Oh, Jesus. Really? 1955? Yeah. And Snow White came out in like 19 fucking 10. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And fear not if if you want to see it again and, you know, catch up on what you missed, uh, it will be streaming in November. I, I assume on Disney Plus. They, oh, they're gonna yeah. skip the uh, box office on this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess interesting. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is going straight it to probably Disney. Probably would have made a billion dollars. <laughs> like the original, I'm well, sure. the original, the original movie. I mean, oh no, okay. no, sorry, sorry. This, this, the actual movie is going out in theaters. The uh, okay. original, I guess they are gonna stream uh, beforehand. I wonder if they're gonna take shit out of that fucking Disney vault. Are you uh, sure about that, Jake? That it said there. it said at the I'm end. I'm reading. It said at the I'm end reading of the trailer. Here, uh, the the upcoming live action remake is slated to debut on November 12th on Disney's upcoming streaming service, Disney Plus. Uh, original film streaming. Oh, no, it says, this one says 
Alright, well, regardless, well, some version of Lady of the Tramp will be up November 12th on Disney+. <laughs> um, this version stars Tessa Thompson, Justin Thoreau, and Sam Elliott, uh, directed by Charles Bean. It is... It's a Disney live-action remake that gets some... Well, in this case, I could see this going uh, straight to uh, Disney+, Plus simply because they didn't uh, break the bank in terms of getting high profile people for this yeah, movie. True. Yeah. Um but they they take some recognizable names, they churn out a script that's that's usually worse than the original and then they uh they poop it out and people go to see it and it makes a billion dollars. And no one understands why they went to see it. Yeah, everyone complains about it. They say it wasn't that good. And then they go see the next one, hoping it would be better. Yeah, that's like everybody in the comment section. They were just like, how many times we got to teach you, old man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I never hear anyone talk about it. No one gets any hype for it around the office, you know, yeah. or in my social circles. <clears throat> well, yeah, like, we, we would always, like, we would always plan trips and, like, be like, all right, let's uh, take an hour off for er- work early so we can go see it at midnight on Thursday or something like that when I worked at my old job. And, like, they, they don't do that anymore. They don't go see movies. Like, it was always for the Marvel or Star Wars movies. But there's no hype around it. You're right. There's Nobody gets excited for it. Unless you're a fucking Disney freak. You you know who there you are. are. Disney freak. There are enough of them to sustain the economy of a small country. <laughs> Good thing we're American. Um, we're a big boy country. Yeah, so uh, from Lady and the Tramp, we make the natural and logical transition to Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, we I thought, we, okay. Well, I mean, we had the teaser with the Old Town Road, but <laughs> I'm gonna this is the full horse. trailer. Um, we just see some more scenes. There's, there's clips of the older movies interspersed with uh, the newer movie. Uh, same plot. Sylvester Stallone as John Rambo has come back to defend his uh, family against a Mexican cartel in what is his last adventure, hopefully. Uh, hopefully this is the death of the character. Last blood, that seems fairly definitive, yeah, but yeah. you never know. <clears throat> Unless Sylvester Stallone, when he's 80 and on an oxygen tank, he's going to make Rambo final kill or whatever. <laughs> totally not dead. Nursing home revenge. I could just see him, like, beating up a fucking drug lord with his oxygen fucking tank. Fucking assisted living blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rambo, dying. borrowed time. Borrowed time. I like that one. Rambo life support. <laughs> we could be here all oh day. We really could. <laughs> we could riff on this for a solid hour, but Rambled. That's it. That's just <laughs> Rambled. Ram. Wait, who am I? <laughs> Ra- what? <laughs> no, Rambo. But instead of confusing, instead of uh, Frank from Always Sunny confusing his life with the events of. John Rambo. It's the other way around. He thinks he's Frank from Always Sunny. <laughs> Where's my bar? <laughs> I lost my money in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Rum ham. Uh, so, so it's just another Rambo movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's all Pretty I have much. to say about that. But uh, I couldn't cool. pass up the opportunity to riff on that for four <laughs> That's Rambo has to fight the villains. Speaking like of the villains oh. of villains, the movie Villains, starring my fucking man. My man is in this. Jeffrey Donovan. Villains. What is it? Tell me about it. Tell me about it. All right. Uh, I yeah. guess it's it's. I, also uh, I don't know. This. It's got Bill Skarsgård and oh, cool. Michael Monroe. I don't know. It's also got uh, Kira Sedgwick. Ah, I don't care. It's got Jeffrey Donovan. Burn notice. He fucked up the last season, but he was great is, for the rest of them. Is there? A, well, yeah. The last season's the one he wrote and directed, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was really weird and a lot different. And I guess it wasn't bad, but it was like I could tell. It was like okay, they're ready to close it off. Uh, but this movie is, uh, I feel like I've maybe seen this one before, but it, it still looks like a, a fun time. So two two uh, minor criminals, which are the young Skarsgård and um, Monroe, they're, uh, they're like in love. They're like, uh, you know, Bonnie loving and, and criming and driving around. Like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. And slim. Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, they, go, they get to a house and... It's just like these two like fifties old people, uh, which is Donovan and Sedgwick, and they're like, "You're the kind of g-. they're like speaking with like a stereotypical Southern drawl." And he's Donovan has the fucking like pencil mustache from the thirties. <laughs> the Vincent Price. Should bring and he's that like, back. You, you guys are in a heap of trouble. You uh, go ahead and bring that back, Jake, and let me know. How it yeah, goes I'll, try, I'll try. Oh God, Jake, with I've the, been meaning I, to I shave. See it. You could try and pull it off. Um, Accidentally makes but, it into a Hitler stash. <laughs> oh, no, I made a mistake. <laughs> no, I Wrong can decade. see you doing that and then, like, walking by a playground. Oh, God. And then immediately having the cops called on you. <laughs> hey, little girl. My nickname's a nightlight <laughs> because I get turned really on by little kids. <laughs> oh, God. I thought I thought we were still on the Hitler mustache thing. It's like, hey, hey kid, do you want to join the Wehrmacht? Uh, oh, no. I mean, it can be both. <laughs> do you want to join the Hitler Youth? You get to wear these <laughs> neat little brown uniforms. It's like the Boy Scouts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Except um, anyway, they lock the child <laughs> in a basement, and they're like, "Now we're gonna lock you in a basement." And the child's like a weird, like horror movie kid, you know, where it's just like standing there. Yeah, like and they. The, the young loves try and free it, but then it, like, fucking bites him in the arm. And then he turns into a so, little kid. Now that's a movie. Like a, only yeah. when it's a full moon. <laughs> oh, yeah, this movie is is fucking silly. And speaking of... this, So it's like a dark comedy or whatever. Okay. Speaking of full moons, though, uh, Marvel has announced there is no trailer for this, but uh, <clears throat> part of D23, as we boomerang... We're going to boomerang back to this several times through our tray watch. Um... They have announced Moon Knight. Yay! Moon Knight. Possibly. There's a there's a high chance they don't do it justice, but I'm I'm it was tentatively excited to see Moon Knight in some form of media other than comics. Um there were two others, right? There was Moon Knight, Miss Marvel and She Hulk. That's what it was. Wait, they're all gonna be shows? Yeah, well, I don't know what they're gonna be. 
Wait, they got Brie Larson. She's gonna be on TV. Uh, Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel. I don't. I don't they know. They are oh. actually the same person. Or are they? Kyle. I, I was. I was. I was at least. Um, at least at one point, the they went. The person went by both names. I don't know if it's a different version of the character, but that's how Rogue from X Men got her powers. She uh, she hung on to Miss Marvel a little too long. And uh, drained her, drained her to the point where they stuck, and then uh, I think Miss Marvel died as a result. Oh, damn! But Jake, we are talking about the uh, the weird shape shifting inhuman Miss Marvel, right? Um, I'm I'm looking into it now. It doesn't look like a shape shifting human. Um, it actually looks like um almost like a Shazam, uh, she's a big lightning show, bolt. Show me a picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Um, that's the one I feel I like they're really that. pushing. Okay, so yeah, it's it's. I think they're going with the Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Um, okay, that's what it says it works for Disney Plus. But yes, the Carol Danvers. Yes, that is was also Miss yeah. Marvel slash Captain Marvel. Oh, okay, um, right. hmm. she's the one who got uh got got by Rogue. <laughs> get got and this is a great time to bring in the x-men too yeah well, uh, they're, they're figuring out what they want to do with the x-men uh speaking of marvel and x-men and in partnerships with other companies um spider-man is no longer well Maybe. Uh, oh, hold on so I, i've heard as of now spider-man is um out of the disney fold uh, Sony rejected the proposal of Disney to have a 50-50 revenue split on Spider-Man properties. Previously, Disney was putting up production costs and only asking for a 5% first dollar gross, which is a very generous deal. Um, but they then asked for 50-50, and Sony's like, mm, that's a large increase on this mm-hmm. deal. I don't know if I want that. Uh, so... Yeah, there was whether or not they're in the MCU still. That's they're still up in the air. They could still come to an agreement. So, yeah, there was there was some uh, pretty nutty stuff with that. I I did hear that uh, apparently uh, Disney had offered them like twenty five percent at first, and then they like oh, never dear. responded for like three months. So like, what the fuck? Then they upped it up to fifty percent. Bold move. I think I think Sony rightfully I think shouldn't have taken that deal. That's a lot. Um, yeah. But I'm hearing uh, some different rumors coming around um, and on multiple uh, sources that they came to an agreement uh, and then they're gonna re- uh, they're gonna announce that during the D23 um, that they came to a thirty percent deal. Disney takes thirty percent of the revenue. Um, and then, uh, but then that means Spider-Man stays in the MCU, and, but Tom Holland has to sign on for, uh, six more movies with the seventh being an optional one. And the new trilogy would focus on Peter in his college years and eventually meet up with, uh, uh, some of the X-Men. I forgot which one it was, Frostman or something like that. Iceman. Iceman, maybe one of them. 
some well i don't know of a frost man frost man so i'm gonna assume it's ice man they, they came out with uh some specifics on on who he would probably meet up with uh but that Sorry. would um oh and then uh th- then possibly the human torch as well um so that it yeah, would, spider-man friends. would kind of be the 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 introduction into the x-men the world bridge into the fox properties yeah yeah. So Fantastic Four, which makes sense because um, uh, Johnny Storm and Peter Parker do become pretty good friends. Um, and uh, yeah, they're all in the same area. I think that'd be a great way to introduce them because Spider-Man is a is a character who can play well off of a lot of other characters in the uh, Marvel uh, pantheon. As Yay, business. But we will we will keep you up to date. Um, I think things are still being rumored, and I don't trust anything nowadays. But that is a rumor. Yeah, and nothing's I'm... final until the ink's dry on the contract. And the only reason why I'm talking about a rumor is because I think there will be a deal that will be met. Everybody's oh, I'm saying sure it'll come to some sort of agreement. Yeah, but there was when this first came out, it was like, oh, Spider-Man's out of the MCU. And everybody panicked because they're like, uh-oh, are we going to get another Tobey Maguire, um, Andrew Garfield kind of thing? Um, and how the fuck are they going to like continue with the story? Because there's so much tie-ins with the MCU. Yeah, yeah. People, well, are... people are very reactionary. These days, However, I think so. if this rumor is true, I really hope it is because of the last bit of news that came out of it, which was uh, there's going to be a collaboration between Sony and Disney on... Bringing like a a, a mini series of um, Spider Verse, which would be awesome, is you know fleshing Nifty. out fleshing out the Spider Verse a little bit more. Which I'm yeah. all for. I, I may be a little skeptical on that, just because like Spider Verse was such a flash in the, excuse me, flash in the pan, sort of thing. Like I don't know. If they can replicate how how awesome that movie was, I disagree. I think, I, I think they can. There's a lot of room for expansion with what they set up there. Yeah, I mean they set up a fucking multiverse. <laughs> you can go anywhere with that shit. I'm excited. We'll see um, when the cookie crumbles or whatever yeah. that expression is. The cookies and milk lying the- on your nightstand that won't be collected this year. By Santa Claus, but rather, and here's where you all put on the clickbait glasses, by the first female Santa? What? What? It's finally here. Noel. From from Disney. Oh my god. Anna Kendrick is is Santa's like daughter in law. And or some shit. Or like her niece or daughter or something. And her brother is Bill Hader, and he's Santa now for unexplained reasons, but he doesn't want to be Santa, so she's got to well, she's got to pick I his believe... ass out of the hipster yoga classes. All right. Well, I was able to follow the plot of this trailer. Uh, Bill no, Hader, it was it was very simple. And Anna Kendrick and Billy Eichner also are the children of uh, Chris Kringle, mm-hmm. uh, who is either passed on or retired from being Santa Claus. So it goes to the eldest son, which is played by Bill Hader. And then he has a nervous breakdown because he doesn't want to do Santa claus thing. So they're like, Billy, how about you? And he's like, I'm working in tech and I think it's fine. 
And then Anna Kendrick's like, well, we're going to go on a rescue mission. And then she's probably going to end up being Santa Claus because. Yep. Yeah. So someone saw Fred Claus elf and the Santa Claus in in one binge watch setting and just like in a cocaine field fugue state, fugue state, just fucking shout out the script. Christmas comedy movie. We're going to synthesize it scientifically. I'm going to watch this there's, 20 There times. is a drop. There is like someone put a drop of like glycerin stuff into it. There's a test tube somewhere where there's just a floating ethereal form of a Santa hat floating in like a clear liquid in a Disney lab somewhere. And they take that, they take droppers of that and they just put it on the film reels. They still have physical film reels and they copy <laughs> that into the digital feeder. And that's how he got this movie. I, yeah, this is the best movie ever made. I'm going to watch this There's, so much. Uh, <laughs> because sure it's, it's Anna fine. Kendrick and Bill Hader, and it is Disney, without a doubt, there will be a musical number or two in this. Oh, yeah, you don't cast Anna Kendrick. I think that's in her contract. She doesn't do anything that doesn't have She has have to be awkward and she has there. to sing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd call her character in this awkward. She seems rather self-confident and go Well, she does, like, in the first scene, she's, like, doing the singing, and she's like, I'm bad at it. Oh, it's going to be on like, Disney like, Plus? Oh. Yeah, it's, everything's going to... This whole fucking D23 was about their Disney Plus. They're stacking their whole fucking lineup with this shit. Oh, speaking so of... So that you have to buy it, because Disney is fucked. They have the muscle to not even be subtle about it. They're like, yeah, yeah. Jack off my giant streaming service dick, and I'll fucking shoot content all over you. (laughs) Speaking of shooting content and being cucked by Disney, The Mandalorian is here, and with a full trailer. (laughs) It looks looks good. Fucking good. It looks good. Of course it does. (laughs) It looks pretty good. (laughs) They're like, all right, we're going to get Jon Favreau on this. It's going to be our fucking flagship property on this. Yeah. Uh, streaming service, and we bundled this with Hulu. They're just they're they're just fucking flexing on everyone at this point. They're like, oh, mm, monthly fees. What does your library get you for that? Oh, as he fucking they open up their entire Disney vaults. Songs of the Jesus. South. I will not subscribe to Disney Plus until I get a 4K remaster of Songs of the South. <laughs> Look, Disney. that is my demand. <laughs> Look, you gotta you gotta play your political climate, okay? Racism is hot right now. It's the hot new thing. <laughs> There's white supremacist rallies. We have Nazis marching. Donald Trump is president. It is. He just the made like a fucking time. imperial decree. Did you see that yesterday? Yes. <laughs> like no more china <laughs> i hereby order all the companies to leave china i was like that's not how you do policy execute dude. order 52 <laughs> get out oh. of china <laughs> um yes <laughs> those are my we... demands disney <laughs> before we talk about the mandalorian can i talk just quickly about why disney plus is called disney plus because i'm looking at it here and it's just, it, it's a little depressing, but like, oh. so Disney Plus is Disney Plus because its full thing is Disney plus Pixar plus Marvel plus Star Wars plus Nat Geo. And that reminds me of like a joke in Strong Bad, where he's like, I just got back from KFC NASA Texas Instruments Taco Bell. 
Oh, God. (laughs) With the King of Town's dietary intake. Um, and that's what this feels like. It's just a fucking super conglomerate. Yeah. Like they don't, they can't even fit all the names in it. Um, and they're going to choose the Mandalorian to lead it. And again, the trailer looks straight fire. It really does. <clears throat> um, so it's got, I'm a little concerned yeah. for any sort of like CGI that they're going to be putting in it. Um, just cause I, I, I still, I still believe in the, the original ideals of Star Wars where, Practical effects are infinitely better than CGI. I heard people being like, oh, it looks some of the spaceships look a little shiny, you know, it's a little TV shiny, but they'll get better in the next season. And I'm like, no. No. That's no, not no. how this works. They'll probably get worse if there even is a next season. <laughs> you front load this. Like, that's how you make a TV show. You front load the season. Season one is your strong premise. And here's what our capabilities are then people say it they see it and they give their feedback and then you make season two and like season two and three are fantastic and everyone loves them that's what everyone quotes because then it hits the mainstream and then after that they ride out the momentum for the next four seasons and then how these things go six seasons in a movie um yeah so we'll, we'll see how that goes i Disney has made good trailers for Star Wars properties, but they have not made many good Star Wars properties, so we shall see. Uh, Speaking of seeing, um, I can't believe that I saw this trailer uh, for Jexy. It is a weird crossover of her and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, How do you spell it? G E X I. J E X. Yeah. Uh, uh, so and that is Adam Devine. Yeah. Adam yeah. Devine's in. Adam Devine. So they. This is one of those movies that they put the whole movie in the trailer. Oh, uh, Adam love Devine okay. buys a phone that has a, a personal assistant that's like sentient, and it it's emotionally abusive towards him, and then he meets a girl. <laughs> And uh, he, he falls in love with the girl, and then the phone is jealous and uh, tries to kill him. So it's it's a comedy, I'm told. Oh, it is? Yeah. I mean, I see comedians in here, but I'm, I'm not laughing yet. <laughs> it, it says right in the synopsis, a comedy about <laughs> what can happen when you love your phone more than anything else in your life. Um... Uh, I agree with this uh, comment on the Movie Clips Trailers YouTube video. This trailer alone could win the Razzie for Worst Picture of the Year. Oh, good. I would recommend skipping this one. Yeah, there's a lot of... In, in the trailer alone, there's been like four pornography and masturbate jokes. And I'm like, oh. And he works at like a BuzzFeed analog. Uh and it's it's just it's it is it is straight trash. It's a garbage yep. movie. Um, that's my report on that trailer. Uh, <laughs> my report on this next trailer for the report, starring Adam Driver. I'm a simple man. Adam Driver's in a movie. I go to see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one looks like a great um, political caper sort of thing in the same vein as uh, Frost Nixon. Uh, Adam Driver is a man who is investigating the waterboarding 
allegations in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. And uh, obviously the people in charge don't want that getting out. So there's intrigue and drama. And, and it's a, I'm sure it's going to be a great movie. It's got a great cast. Got Adam Driver in there, Carol Stoll, uh, Vander Duck Jr. and John Hamm are the ones that I saw there. Yeah, pretty solid and cast. It should be a good movie. And you know if what? I think now is the right time for it because you know people love political shit right now. This is a good escape and look back to that time. It's almost Better as times. hot as racism right now. Yeah, almost as hot. <laughs> <clears throat> political diversity, almost as hot as racism, but um, oddly connected. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. I I was. You know, normally I'm working on something else when I'm watching the trailers for Trey Watch, so I'm just kind of watching this out of the corner of my eye. But uh, this one drew me in, and I, I watched it intensely. Yeah, no, it's good. It, it seems like it's going to be a good movie. And Adam Driver puts out pretty good, pretty good movies. He does good work. Um, so does Ed Norton, who is writing, directing, and starring in his movie Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, which also stars Bruce Willis, Willem Dafoe, and Alec Baldwin. Damn. Uh, a 1950s uh, private detective with Tourette's Syndrome uh, tries to solve the murder of his mentor, Frank Mina, and uh, apparently shack up with his widow, if I'm understanding this <laughs> trailer correctly. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, Ed Norton is, is, is a <laughs> it's a group of fine actors, um, with a plot that this, uh, I don't I don't, been, I don't know if I done, should be but, laughing at the trailer, <laughs> but I think they meant well, that scene to be comical when he was lighting the match and blowing it out because of his Tourette's. Yeah, <laughs> the, I I do I like when when actors play. This is gonna sound so terrible. I, but I like when actors play characters with like disabilities or conditions. So the academy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I because uh, a lot of them do it really well. I mean, a lot of them probably it's, do it really bad. It's the old uh, adage: restrictions breed creativity. Yeah, and who I I guarantee you, somebody's going to have an issue with like that they got Ed Norton, somebody who doesn't have Tourette's, to play somebody with Tourette's. I'm sure there's an article about that. I'm somewhere. sure there's somebody getting angry, feverishly but typing at their keyboard. The, there's, there's the yeah. movie isn't getting enough, getting the lack of word of mouth yet, where they have to push a controversy to try and get the numbers up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they there, haven't, they haven't been searching those out yet. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's some. I'm using heavy air quotes. Journalist at Vox or something, just typing away right now as yeah. we. Ed Norton is insensitive, white, cisgender, racist, homophobic male. Don't and go to see his great movie. Their next, their next article is Saturn studs promote racism. <laughs> so hot, demand right release now. of song of the South on Disney Plus. <laughs> or else you ain't getting my six fifty or whatever the fuck it costs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I ain't getting that shit unless I get something good out of it. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it with my own eyes. <laughs> In beautiful high definition. 
right, that's all I had for trailers. Um, there's one more. Uh, it looks like a man movie, but it looks like it's heavily inspired from Alien, and that is Underwater. And it's a sequel to um fucking above water uh, no. Aqua- life aquatic with steve zisu <laughs> no it's gonna say the uh fucking sure, vampire tell- movie with uh shit, hotel transylvania fan- what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's got kristen stewart in it oh twilight <laughs> twilight yeah it's it's the sequel to twilight or whatever the last movie was no it's a uh, fucking underwater and kristen stewart looks like a boy and has blonde hair and they they had to put the first scene with her in her underwear, so they're like, she's a girl still. <laughs> so you're, you're aware. Um, it's about uh, this underwater facility, uh, obviously, um, that's like super fucking deep. Like, deepest I've ever gone, and I guess they break the, I don't know, under... The seafloor and then the water barrier. I, I guess they break the seafloor. I guess they're drilling as well. Like it's a, it's a research laboratory, and then they're they release something, and they release some sort of like monster, and uh, they gotta go walk on the bottom of the floor, and they get attacked and some shit. It's got T.J. Miller. It's got Kristen Stewart. Um, that was about oh, the only big stars that I saw. That's. That's a strange cast. But it's very similar to Alien. What, you don't remember Rain Wilson and the Megalodon? <laughs> the Meg? The yeah. Meg. Oh my That God. was actually a movie. Yes. I thought you were going to say a good movie. I'm like, oh, Jay. No, was... no, no. I, I watched it. It was... It was up there for Terror of the Deep. Yes, it was a... A high-ranking movie in the, in the the horror terror from the deep uh, category. I honestly remember um, like no scenes from it. <laughs> I just, I remember, just remember shit that was in the trailer, which was like the little girl yeah, standing in front too. of the window. The, That's all everyone remembers. Jason Statham and his little underwater cats will be like, "It's a goddamn megalodon!" Oh my god. I'm gonna go punch it in the face. <laughs> um, so a little bit of not a trailer, but it's, it's movie news. Uh, they're making another Matrix movie. Oh yeah, I heard the, about that. Oh yeah, the Matrix other two four. Matrix sequels were such resounding successes. Um, yeah, Jane Wachowski <laughs> of the former Wachowski brothers, now Wachowski sisters, um, is writing. Okay. And Keanu Reeves is is back, but it, it, fucking if anyone's excited about this, they're, they're they're dumb because the other two Matrix sequels were terrible. And I haven't gone back and watched the Matrix in a while, but I suspect if I went back and watched the Matrix with my eyes today, I would say, you know, it's it's not as good as I remembered. Yeah, yeah, probably it was very two thousands, if nothing else. All right, so let's let's see how some of the movies that have actually come out are doing uh, in the box office. So we have a new box office king. Good Boys leads a frightening week summer, frightening, frighteningly weak summer box office uh, this week. 
or last weekend, August 16th through the 18th. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it grossed $21.4 million, enough to depose uh, Hobbs and Shaw in its third week, uh, which came in second with $14.1 million. Good Boys is... How's that doing critically? It I'm is, not sure. Um, got a 78% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an That's... 88 audience percent score. That's actually surprising. Okay. Um, yeah, because it, it looked like just a, a meh movie, right? I, I remember it looking like it was crazy, super bad but... with little kids. Yeah, yeah. And this <sighs> is like the 18th. It's super bad, but movie we've covered in the past two years. Well, I mean, on this super show. bad's on the fucking title of, or on the 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 cover art for it. It's like from the guys who brought you super bad neighbors and sausage party. What a pantheon of movies that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like Sausage Party for only the orgy scene. So, this is a funny category. Comedy R-rated youth. <laughs> let's, let's see what... How's The Hangover <laughs> R-rated youth? There's a, ba- there's a baby in it. I guess. Uh, hangover and Hangover Part 2 are the first ones in that. Then Wedding Crashers. What? Alright, this is... Yeah. This is just clearly wrong. This is just scary movie. Yeah, this is That's horribly uh-huh. youth. This is uh forty year old virgin. The whole gimmick is that he's old. Yeah. The fuck? I don't understand <clears throat> how they uh sorted that. Um Alright, so the Lion King is in third with uh, twelve million dollars. How much money has that made? That's made one point five billion dollars almost. Fuck. And um, Hobbs and Shaw, the one above it, has made almost a third of that. Four hundred sixty-two million dollars. Got to be a disappointment. Uh, it's so yeah. It is uh, in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It is the seventh highest-grossing movie. Uh, above only Too Fast, Too Furious, and Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which is far and away the worst one, uh, both in my opinion and in the box office. Yeah. But they made their money back, so we'll get another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Angry Birds Movie 2 opened in fourth with $10.3 million. How the fuck uh, did that cost sixty five million to make? Animation's expensive, dude, and they they hired a lot. They <clears throat> licensed Vanilla Ice's music. That oh, can't God. come cheap. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. I guess has gotta throw him a bone. Uh, fifty. He's actually doing pretty well for himself. He has a. I guess he's found a, a second career in home renovation, and he oh. has a show on <laughs> DIY Network. I need to look he's into actually this. pretty good at it. <laughs> Wow. Surprisingly, I've and I've watched the show a couple times. It's not bad. Okay, all right. Um, Respect. So good for him contributing to society. Uh, to date, Angry Birds movie two has made fifty one million dollars, uh, about an even fifty fifty split foreign and domestic. Scary stories to tell in the dark in its second week uh, comes in at almost an even ten million, uh, down fifty two percent. That has made $60 million thus far. 
uh, it lost 50% week to week. Uh, it's made its money back, although that is one of the more expensive horror movies I've I've seen in quite a while. Um, so that's there. Yeah. Door on the Lost City of Gold. Gold. <laughs> a movie oh. I just I I can't <clears throat> believe that I I this movie exists. I I almost have to see it out of morbid curiosity. I kind of want to see it because I saw like a. a just a picture on Facebook while I was scrolling through, and they had swipers like the back of swipers' head, like coming down from the top, and I was like, "Oh, they actually put him in there! What the fuck?" <laughs> like, um, am, are that... we gonna get an anthropomorphic fucking fox that has like a little bandana on? We fucking will. <clears throat> I hope no, so. Uh, that made eight and a half million dollars, down fifty percent. Um. It costs forty nine million dollars to make, and it's made fifty two million dollars worldwide. So it's it's skirting the line of profitability. Yeah. Forty seven meters down, uncaged, <laughs> opened, <laughs> opened in seventh with eight point four two seven million dollars. It's one of the few horror movies that didn't make its budget back in the first week. Wow! Yikes! Uh, it cost twelve million dollars to make. It's probably made it back by now. Made, yep, it's made thirteen point five million dollars. Yay! So what happens when you hire? You just say to two extras, "Okay, you're gonna be the main character of the movie." <laughs> and our props are uh, one shark cage and one green screen. <clears throat> Have fun! Act terrified! Action! We're just gonna um, show footage of a shark swimming from like Nat Geo. <laughs> this is just fucking who scares it anyway. Yeah, I was about to say it's the fucking game from Who's Line where they're in front of a green screen and they don't know what's behind them and they're reacting <laughs> to it based on clues from the director. <laughs> this is like the last movie I would think that would have a sequel, like 47 meters down. Why would they yeah. go back down? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Why? You would have had a traumatic experience. Your sister um, died or whatever. I want the one where it was uh, 20 feet deep or deep end or whatever it was, where the premise was they get stuck under the pool cover cover for a day. What? You don't remember that one? No. no. Oh, my God. Is there what a shark in there? I um, hope so. It's got to be some sort of tension. Well, um, horror movie pool cover <laughs> What's the, 12 feet deep yes um, uh. <laughs> it's starring that's not even an impressive uh, amount of feet who the fuck is starring in this Jesus they didn't put it I think um, we just talked about her what's her name Anna Kendrick Twilight Girl Kristen Stewart oh, Kristen Stewart yeah or maybe not because her name is not, definitely not oh, on okay. this it looks like Kristen Stewart um Inspired by true events, two strip, two sisters are trapped under the fiberglass cover of an Olympic-sized public pool and must brave the cold in each other to survive the harrowing night. That that reminds me of like the fucking um, the horror movie that was the they get stuck on the ski lift and shit. That was no, apparently that so one. fucking like gr- like gruesome. I, yeah, yeah, there was I have a, no memory of that. I believe that it exists, but yeah, I have no memory I, oh, of it. It had the same name as something else, too. Which was like... It was like coming around, around the same time. I'm going to look it up. But yeah, they, they um, 
they go on a ski lift and they just get stuck. The premise is very simple. <laughs> they get they the guy like closes up shop and they get stuck out there for the night in freezing temperatures. Oh, they've they've changed the name from Horror Terror in the Deep to Horror Terror in the Water on Box Office Mojo. So they can include 12 feet deep? <laughs> no. It's not on here. Um but neither is um 47 meters down. Uncaged. Oh, it's called Frozen. That's what. <laughs> the same name Frozen? Do you want to build a snowman yeah. of death? <laughs> there were a lot of jokes about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, 47 meters down on Cage does not even rank in horror terror in the water. Uh, <gasps> How could it, they? It ranks 13th in Shark. <laughs> 13th in Shark? Yeah. <laughs> but... Shark crawl was <laughs> on the uh, is in the top ten of horror terror from the water. Okay. Um, <laughs> just below uh the original forty seven meters down is uh is Shark Tale in the shark category? <laughs> shark Tale is in the shark category. You know what the number one shark movie of all time is? Yes. <laughs> No, it's not that. It's what Finding Nemo because oh. there's a shark in it. Oh my god, that's bullshit. It's, that's bull. It's Finding bull Nemo, shark. Jaws, Shark Tale, The Meg, <laughs> Jaws 2, Deep Blue Sea, The Shallows, Jaws 3D, 47 Meters Down, Open Water, Jaws 4, The Revenge, Shark Night 3D, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, an Isle, Island of the Sharks IMAX, which I believe is an educational movie that they play in museums. <laughs> yes. Which has made, I'm sure, a fuck ton of money just on the virtue of being run every day, five times a day, for like ten All right, years. fuck that, because how how is Sharknado not on that list? It wasn't released in theaters. Oh. Oh, really? You kept that gem on? <laughs> it's a sci-fi original movie, I think. Oh, is it really? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Blu-rays if they even have them. I want it. I'm sure they do. <laughs> um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is down an eighth, uh, down 34%, leaving theaters at a rapid rate. Ooh. In just its fourth week, it made $184 million. Um, the Art of Racing in the Rain, down 43.8%. Uh and good enough for ninth. It's made $22 million overall for on the weekend. Blinded by the Light opened oh, yeah. in 10th with $4.3 million. I think, uh, I feel like it, well, no, it didn't have a limited release. It was wide release this yeah, week. Yeah, it was wide. Damn. I mean, it's not in like four thousand theaters, but it's no, it's still in like twenty three hundred. It's in it's in a fair amount. Um, so apparently, Bruce Springsteen is not as popular <laughs> as uh, ABBA or, or Queen or Queen, yeah, or, or Beatles, or the Beatles, yeah, Elton John. Because what well, yesterday yeah. is in eighteenth, but it's what seventy one thousand. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. Made make quite a bit more money. Uh, Where Did You Go, Bernadette opened in 2,400 theaters for $3.4 million, good enough for 11th. And, uh, yeah, that's the only, like, 
things that people would have heard of that have opened this week. So it's uh, it's a weak box office, that's for sure. And it doesn't look to be getting much stronger anytime soon. Well, I guess it Chapter 2 is coming out soon. So if you're into that, that'll be a big one. Um, yeah. But there's not a whole lot that. else uh, on tap. So I haven't been to the movies at all this month because I just haven't been interested in any things. But I, I need to go to justify my AMCA list subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see something at some point in time. Yay, something. Um, oh. All right. So where's my oh. gaming news tab? Found it. There's not a lot, so we'll just breeze through this. Um, a clip has surfaced of Ninja on Family Feud in 2015 um, <laughs> oh, as he be- preps to host a the uh, Celebrity Family Feud edition. Um, so back in 2015, he told uh, Steve Harvey that he wants to play video games for a living and Steve Harvey incredulously said, make some money, kid. And now he's worth a shit ton of money, probably, yeah. <laughs> and probably more famous than Steve Harvey. Steve he probably will go on Family Feud and they'll play that clip, and he'll be like, and Steve Harvey will just stand there with his fucking face, <laughs> yeah. with his with his just dumbfounded like, you just said that face, with his mouth like he's like, I have no bones in my body, uh, face. <laughs> I am a simulation. <laughs> I'm not a real person. I want fucking Steve Harvey stares into the void now. Yeah. Like a compilation. Fucking like from Arrested Development when they pan in and play Sound of Silence. <laughs> that slowly panning in on Steve Harvey staring into the voice. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But fucking, yeah, uh, Steve Harvey does his you gotta be kidding me face and says, good luck, man, make some money. And uh, make some money he did. So Steve Harvey's gonna come on and claim credit for his success. <laughs> um, yeah. Nintendo Switch eShop sale is discounting a whole bunch of games, uh, including Omi... Onimusha Warlords for 12 bucks, Okami HD for 14 bucks, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection for 20 bucks. Don't buy that, it's not a good collection. Um, Mega Man is also getting series is also getting significant discounts. Mega Man 11 has been marked down to 20 bucks. Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 marked down to 10 bucks. Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2 are also 12 bucks piece. Uh, Resident Evil games have been uh Marked down to twenty bucks and fourteen bucks for some of the older ones. Uh, you can get Devil May Cry for fifteen bucks and Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy for twenty. Uh, so go on your Switch and see if there's anything you like on sale right now, because it's a good time to buy. Yeah, uh, I still need to play the games that I downloaded from the eShop. <laughs> Borderlands 3 will, quote, retain sense of humor without being insensitive. Uh, Press X to doubt. Yeah, yeah. One of them will will not launch. Um, So I believe, uh, as of right now, we are planning to uh, jump into that 
that release. Yeah. Um, so look out for that, or we'll let you know, of course, if something changes. But that's the plan right now, is to 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 bite the bullet and make an Epic Game Store account. I'm gonna have to do it eventually. There's a lot of games coming out that I want to play that are gonna be exclusive to that. Um, so might as well do it now. Um, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield confirms a train travel system. Oh, um, is that is that in the yeah. latest uh, latest tweet that they did? Latest update? Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing I didn't watch. That's right. So there was a leak uh, that has been kind of hit and miss in terms of accuracy. Um, and uh, they recently revealed a new trailer that took fans on a tour of an unnamed town. The, po- the town has a Pokemon research lab, Pokemon Center, boutique, a produce store, and a train station. Game Freak's uh, Shigeru Omimori. Omori. Uh, walks players through the town and showcases Professor Magnolia at one point. Pokemon Research Lab and Professor Magnolia seem to imply that this is the time where players start and uh, perhaps get their starter. It looks and, really fucking nice. Yeah, it it looks looks fine. People pointing yeah, out the fucking no. trees. Yeah, I, I, and Wingles are supposed to T-pose. They're based <laughs> off the bird and albatross that can f- not flap its wings and uh, go up and down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, Don't you know yeah. anything about Pokemon? Jesus. <sighs> um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, there's a train. It'll take you to places. Yeah. It can be used for travel or battle. <clears throat> and uh, Battle train? Similar, yeah, it, it'll <laughs> operate similarly to the battle subway in black and oh. white. Um, oh, there was a battle subway? Yeah. The fuck? Unova region is supposedly based on New York City. I don't oh. see the resemblance, but I'm told that by yeah, everyone. Yeah, we're all the meth heads. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's the, they're all hiding meth out head behind Jenkins the... Jenkins wants to battle. <laughs> Junkie Jenkins wants to battle. <laughs> Give me all your fucking money or I'll cut you, you bitch. <laughs> that's, that's where I could understand you blacking Sends out, out losing all your money if you lose. You I'll don't catch. even get the fight. <laughs> Just black out and lose all your money. <laughs> no, he, he sends out a hone edge and fucking friends <laughs> cut you. <laughs> Fucking sends out a litwick and lights his own crack on fire. Uses Charmander's tail to cook. Yeah, his he has crack. a litwick and he's holding a spoon above it. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. I thought, oh, this is supposed to be realistic. The wonderful color of the Nova region. <laughs> Fucking homeless people masturbating behind garbage doors. <laughs> behind garbage doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just taking a shit in the, the middle of the street. The smell of piss wafting from the battle subway. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, beautiful open world experience. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm All down right. for that kind of game. Yeah, <clears throat> R-rated Pokemon. Once, once the uh, once the mod tools for uh, Pokemon Black and White and other DS titles advance to the level of the. Uh, Game Boy Advance mod tools. I'm sure we'll get 
someone who listened to this podcast will will make that game and oh hell yeah and send it to us to play on stream (laughs) and we will wink wink (laughs) (laughs) all right so that leads us junkie jenkins actually leads us rather appropriately into the filth and squalor of the mega cities the mega cities mega apartment complexes mega everything Dread the rom com that is Dread twenty twelve <laughs> rom com. Yeah, Peter oh, dropped yeah. that on me before we started. I I don't know that I see it. Um, I will explain. Okay, all in due time. <laughs> there, was there so, like a hidden plot? This uh, maybe this movie is in that genre of like B tier action movie of like a death race or the raid that's a guilty pleasure of mine and from the the number of times Peter has recommended these types of movies I would suspect of his as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like this movie. Uh it's very good. It it scratched that itch that I that I occasionally need to scratch for a movie like this where it's like it doesn't bog itself down with a complicated plot or complex characters. It just has a lot of ultra violence and I need to kill a lot of people, and they will explode everywhere. It was. And everything sucks, and it feels great to watch it. <laughs> it actually was very similar to The Raid uh, in terms of uh, story structure, if you would yes, and call it that. Setting. Yeah. yeah. All right, so um, but it's, it's a fine yeah. movie. I wouldn't uh, call it a classic or anything. I'd say it's probably a solid... So like five or six on my scale, and uh, yeah. Okay, okay. I I enjoy. It. I think this. I don't know. Something about it just really clicks with me. The there is if you look closely, there's a lot of detail and effort put into it. Carl Urban, uh, I believe he said when he when he did this, he's like, I don't want to sign on unless they're really gonna fucking do it justice. And um, looking at the details, they they did i i'm fairly certain they were faithful to uh the the spirit of the comics sometimes that um, can work against you though like in the spawn movie uh they were very faithful to the comics but uh there's a double-edged sword to that where when people don't have intricate knowledge of the comics and you just thrust them into this super detailed faithful to the source material world they get confused and the movie isn't great I don't think that Thankfully, happened Judge here. Judge has none of that baggage. Yeah, I don't think that really happened here, but uh, sometimes being too faithful to the source material is a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of evident that... So, this is sort of like the Judge Anderson origin story. Um, I need to start watching... I think this movie has like, got me really interested in the comics. I'll start reading them, probably. But... um. You know, the fact that none of us here have been, like, were confused at all by the explanation for why she has, like, fucking psychic powers. We're just like, okay, we'll go with it. That sort of exemplifies to me that they're just, like, they really did a good job of just trimming down what's important and and just sort of sliding in everything else. Be like, you know, we just need to get this plot working and we'll go. Yeah, and they in the beginning they didn't really waste, they didn't waste a lot of time getting right into exposition. I mean, they gave, like, a base overview of the world. And narrated by the Judge Dredd. And they're yeah. just like, alright, this is the fucking world we live in. Here's a setup. It sucks ass. It's, it's real bad, dystopian, whatnot. And uh, they, I'm surprised that they left out the whole mutant part. 
and they just kind of like threw that in there. But I don't know. This what, is the type wasn't of movie that, to the story. It was just like she has psychic sometimes powers. Sometimes people are mutants. Yeah, I didn't need an explanation to understand that she's a mutant. She just I she didn't need a fifteen minute genetics lesson. And to... the the fact that like neither judge were like surprised that she had powers or like surprised she was a mutant was like all right so this is commonplace or relatively commonplace maybe not super yeah, common but they're 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 i saw some graffiti around known. that was like no muties yeah they're they're outcasts because judge dread reacts a little negatively to her being a mutant and uh there is some he acts negatively there in general it's like oh fuck he has a he has a grumpy face on here? the entire time i mean like it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. That's why Carl Urban is so ripped in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get so ripped? Frowning? Carl Urban is an upside down triangle in this movie. He is a fucking black Dorito chip. Yeah. He's got super wide shoulders and skinny fucking calves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is an upside down triangle. Um, Which is about how Judge Dredd like, actually looks. They didn't give him the fucking gigantic ass shoulder pad. They're like, here, we'll tune it down to a little stylized thing. I guess we should talk about what the fuck happens in this movie. Um, well, it's real simple. They get called. Uh, there's a there's a drug called slow mo going around, and uh, a drug gang execution where they skin some people and and drop them down in the peach trees slums uh, occurs, and then uh, Judge Anderson decides that that's the call they got to respond to. Uh, they because she's on assessment. Yeah. Like yes. this is her rookie first. This is like training day, except it's like, not a, it's like a, I've never it's seen like a practical. Day. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah exactly. It's her. It's her test, and uh, they they respond to the call, and um, they take a prisoner. They don't want the prisoner to talk. Uh, the the mama leader of the mama clan who's, who's pushing the stuff doesn't want the prisoner to talk, so she locks it down and says all the gang is gonna go and. Uh, hunt down these judges so it's like the raid in the sense where they go for a fairly routine bust and it turns into a hellish game of survival and uh, there's corrupt cops involved much like there were in the raid <laughs> <laughs> yes the fuck they're the good cops that come there first and the corrupt cops come in it's just this fucking gang of dudes, and one of them, like you see, I, I love that where the, um, because everyone has their judge guns, which are fucking great, and they just have a gazillion shots, which are fantastic for every sort of gore situation you want. The first kill in this movie, or the first judge kill, is him fucking shooting. He's like, hot shot, yeah, and he fucking shoots a lava dart into the dude's face. And burns his brains from the inside out. And traumatizes out. Like, the yeah. woman he was holding hostage. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. It's just about the it's the goddamn law. He is the law! Like, he says that in this movie. He's like, he's it's a little more subdued. Yeah. He's like, you think mama's the law? I'm the law. Um, and I was like, yeah. yeah that is, you fucking are, Dredd. That's his You kill phrase, some people in the name of justice. As I understand it. Uh, yeah. I think, well, as we're talking, I'll talk just a smidge as we continue on here about uh, the origins of Dread. I believe it was made in England. It was an English-made comic as a parody of the American justice system. This is how, oh. this was a comedic view of how 
uh, Europeans saw America in the in the 80s and 70s. Well, now I'm offended. Fuck them um, and their tea. <laughs> yes, it was a. And ref- I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, America. You are just merciless. You are correct. Um, um, but yeah, so they get into Peachtree's and they got it's just get go up, go up and kill, it. and this paves the way for a lot of fun set pieces. Uh, Judge Dredd uses more fucking gadgets in this movie than Batman. <laughs> well, it's really <laughs> just the one Batman gadget movie. that has a bunch of different utility. Well, he's got like grenades. Yeah. He's got like grenades, and he's got like other explosive devices. It's a lot of explosive devices. Things go boom in a lot of ways, <laughs> and um, and then there's also slow mo, which I like those scenes because yeah. It's so a, it's an, it's the one pretty thing in this fucking yeah. this brown ass hellscape. It's an interesting uh, visual dynamic for sure because you have the every fucking uh, early to mid twenty tens. Um, fucking poor man's bleach bypass pass, uh, color palette on the movie uh, mm-hmm. for the majority of it, except when someone's on slow-mo, then they fucking crank the saturation knob up to 11 <laughs> yeah. and fucking put the sparkle crotch effect on the screen. <laughs> and it's, it's a... And then they get dropped off a fucking building. And they fall forever. And uh, as Peter mentioned, this was a a movie that was released at the height of the 3D craze. And you can tell that a lot of these shots were in there solely to be like, look at the 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's those are like the three things that are going on. Um, They got their like hostage guy, not the hostage, their their suspect they're trying to pull in. They got to like keep him alive as much as possible and kill him at the end um and he's 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 just sort of there he's not big and important but there he sort of sets up in a lot of um in some of the action sequences there are a lot many a lot of ex- sequences are just judges come in do an explosion and then everyone dies yeah like and it's fucking nerd nerd man up in the tower is like Mom, they killed another 1,000 people. Well, he clearly does not uh, want to be working for this woman. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's she fucking ripped out his eyes and replaced them with, like, robo eyes. Yeah, and, and threatens him with a knife. Oh, she threatened yeah. him with a knife on his tum-tum. Nobody wants to be threatened there. No, no, no. Um, and they, they, they game the system. Now, this so the plot's just basically, it's just sort of there. But I think if, if, at this point... I, I need to finally explain why I think this movie is. Please do. Fact, we've been, we've been hanging with <laughs> All right. hanging on with bated um, breath. Now, when I say rom-com, I do not, in fact, insinuate that this movie has any sort of romance or comedy in it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Go on. My, only, my, my thesis is, in fact, that it follows the structure and beats of a rom-com film in a action uh high violence setting. So first, we have Dread. He's good at his job. He's your fantasy man. <laughs> he's he's a he's a icon girl. And then you have Judge Anderson, who's a ditzy girl who bar- she does she's barely borderline passing the test and she's she's not knowledgeable and she's just she's looking for her way and she and she's got a good heart. Then you have the meat cute 
in the interrogation okay. room, <laughs> where she uses her psychic powers and accidentally almost reads too much into him, and that's how they meet. And like in rom-coms, when they first meet, they don't really like each other. They're kind of annoyed by each other. Judge Dredd is fucking pestering her with questions all the time because, you know, it's a test. And she's like, what's your fucking judgment? I like that part of the Judge movie where they got to make, they just fucking make a complex judgment on the spot and be like, it's either you're stuck in goddamn solitary for years or we just kill you here. I like that. Um, and then, yeah, they get into the plot and then... As she like, as they go, they they got a little bond. He stops asking her questions when she starts using her psychic powers to like be helpful, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I can like fucking trust this girl. She's not a huge annoyance and liability to me." Because like, you get the sense that he just does everything by himself. He doesn't. He's yeah. never like needed anyone. With the, oh, um, I'm sorry. Continue. And and they slowly uh, grow in their bond until. There's always that moment in the rom-com where, like, there's a misunderstanding or there's a cheating. But that happens when she gets fucking kidnapped by the informant guy and dragged up to the, the tower. And she loses she loses her gun. She, like, she's failed. She's been captured. It's the low point. It's, you know, they're, they're apart from each other. This is where they play the sad montage music if there wasn't fucking <laughs> head explosions happening every other second. Um, but then... In Dredd's most needed hour, she comes back, and there's a, there's the act of, of camaraderie and devotion. She's, that's that. Her, judge Anderson shooting up a corrupt judge with a fucking <laughs> submachine gun is the equivalent of running on the fucking tarmac of the plane. Um. Okay. I. And then they're together, and they they defeat the bad guy, and at the end, she's like. He he gives her a pass even though she failed because she's the only one that he's ever talked to who gives a shit about the city and isn't just like I'm in it for the fucking money, and I and you can interpret that as being like she's ditzy, but I like her. I I hear your argument, uh, but I also think that you could replace rom com with buddy cop movie, and uh, you'd have a identical. Uh, case I don't to know. be made. I don't know. I'm sold on this. That's rom-com. fine. <laughs> I I've seen more rom coms than buddy cops, to be honest. The so that's my point of reference. The, fantastic. The only the only like the like you can say rom com and like the 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 story structures in rom com and buddy cop are are similar and like the you know they don't like each other at first and they warm up to each other then something happens where they the relationship strained again and then by the end of the movie they're they're tight. Um, but uh, with the the <laughs> exception of the male female dynamic, I don't really think the rom com analogy works quite as well. But oh, but it's so much fun! It is say. fun. It is fun and shocking to show someone this movie and be like, you know, it's really a rom com. Somebody, um, somebody should splice together like. The, all the scenes this, and, that's and, a romantic and make it make it look like you know how Deadpool did it where they made they made it look like a rom com or something like that for Valentine's yeah, Day yeah yeah for the trailer they should make a, a rom com trailer for this I would see it <laughs> oh. that's fucking awesome <laughs> I'm sold I'll watch yeah. it again <laughs> I I almost wish they had made this movie in I want to say 2017 when 80s like 
when the outrun aesthetic was at its height, at its peak, where everything was fucking like parody '80s shit. This was 2012. Um, yeah, this was 2012. Yeah. I just wanted to be oh. five years later. <laughs> um, <laughs> because the, then you could put all the fucking like dystopian '80s synths over it, and like just be like, here, we'll shove in this cyberpunk aesthetic. Because this is not this is borderline cyberpunk in its setting. Yeah, not entirely. It's it's definitely future noir, for sure. But maybe without the noir, because there's no subtlety in here. (laughs) Yes, this movie Um, lacks subtlety to be certain. Dread is also interesting uh, because I I don't know if they would ever make a sequel of it because uh, the things I know about the sequels I don't know a lot about this. I haven't read the comics, but Dread has some fucking some silly shit in it. Like, there's a whole arc where he has to fight a gang called the Fatties, because in the future, like, competitive eating is, like, a giant-ass fucking professional sport. So there's a whole gang of, like, giant fat people that he has to fight. Sign me up um, for a movie of that. Right? (laughs) The Judge Anderson, because she's psychic, uh, she inadvertently gets kidnapped by a trio of witches, and opens a wormhole to a dark dimension where there are four evil judges. I believe the names are Judge Mortis, Judge Fear, Judge Fire, and Judge uh, Pain. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, the four dark judges uh, who come from a world where everyone's dead because they consider life a crime punishable by death. <laughs> so they just fucking, they're out to kill everybody. Um, and they have mad ass superpowers. And then the Joker comes in as he's, he has a cameo as one of the judges cause he gets pulled through a wormhole from Gotham city in like a crossover episode. And he becomes one of the dark judges, uh, for a little bit. <laughs> and then there's like, he has his judge dreads brother is a judge from Mars. And he's like half like cyborg well, that's clone Rico. He was actually oh, yeah, in okay. the, uh, 1995 judge dread movie. With oh. Stallone. Oh, okay. I have not. See, I haven't even a seen a movie that, movie. that uh, apparently, due to changes Stallone demanded on set, is completely different from how it was written. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Thanks, Stallone. Better or worse, we'll, the world will never know. Yeah. So Judge Dredd is is beloved by many. It's got a fucking. It's got some deep ass lore. And this was like a little, we'll dip your toe into it. Be like, we can't show any of that shit. So we'll just do the regular uh, cop beats up people. Yeah. And has to save, he's got to, I guess, save people. He's sort of, when you look at the, in some of the shots, they kind of imply that he's basically, he's at a fundamental level the same as the Maw Maw clan that he's fighting. Because like she drops people off of buildings, he drops people off of buildings. They're, you know... That's I. There's I more, mean, I guess the that was the that was the most prominent. The difference one, is that mind. at least uh, in his view, the people he is killing are not innocent. Right. Um. Right. All right. So yeah, that's going to wrap it up for episode one seventy three. We'll be back next week with episode one seventy four, and uh, that'll be that'll be coming down. Then um, check out Sanderson's.com for links to everything, YouTube and Twitch. I figured it out. We're, we're going to be back on Twitch for real this time, um, but not tonight. The stream will be uh, Sunday if it happens because I have a uh, event tonight that will 
keep me away from home. So we'll, uh, we'll I, given the fact that we're going to start Borderlands 3 uh, close to its release date, uh, that means that we're going to have to power through the rest of the main story content in Borderlands 2. So we're going to mm-hmm. uh, maybe drop whatever side mission we were doing and uh, just go straight into the story DLCs and anything else. If we have time, we'll finish up. But um, we're going to have to get all that in before Borderlands 3 comes out. So it'll still be Borderlands. If you're sick of Borderlands, I'm sorry. But uh, I did a lot of cleaning up on the YouTube channel, so I've, I've there were some Let's Plays that were half-published. It was a fucking mess. But um, thanks to some of the new tools that YouTube has given creators, uh, I was able to clean up a lot of it. So now there's a lot of, a lot of other Let's Plays and archive, archived footage for you to enjoy up on there. If you're sick of the Borderlands stuff, and I encourage you to check it out because I put a lot of work into the YouTube channel the last couple of days. So fucking look at it. Um, Watch it. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, that's gonna be it, uh, social media. Siren Studs. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Siren Studs. And excuse me, at Studs Saturn on Twitter. You can probably just search Saturn Studs on Twitter as well, and we'll come up. If you search Saturn Studs, we'll come up anywhere you fucking search it. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna that's it for today. That's all the plugs that I need to get in, and we're we're getting Peter out on time. So uh, I can go thrift shopping every, now. Yeah, that's literally. Uh, I wanted to leave early today so I could go to our community's thrift shop. That was it. That was my deep request. Uh, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye bye. Bye bye.